The coronavirus was made by fucking Langley, Virginia. By you think they're made over here? Yeah. They already killed all the fucking Chinese pigs, man. They killed all their pigs? So there's a fucking trade war with China. All of a sudden, fucking all the pigs in China start dying. Like, the majority of pigs in China fucking died. And then, once that finally got under control, now they have this shit going on. It just happens to be, like, really well-timed to fuck with China's economy. Same shit uh, as like while all the Hong Kong shit is going on, everyone's like, "Oh, they're getting liberated," and I'm like, "Yeah." I mean, probably people on the ground, some of them might be cool, but like at the same time, it's also like a CIA-backed thing. I bring you a message from the intergalactic I'm not even trying to dislike people in Hong Kong. I'm just saying they're like, from an American perspective, why are we helping the CIA support these people? The Hong Kong protests were about ma- making sure that Hong Kong could remain like a. Uh, well, they ostensibly. Let me let me try it from that angle. Ostensibly, the Hong Kong protests were about making more democratic control of Hong Kong rather than having it be under the control of the CCP, right? CCP, right? Yeah, the Hong- I mean, they're trying to make it quote-unquote independent because it's the capitalist, it's where capital flows out of China, you know? Oh, um, it's, it's where, where things are like, not state-owned but are owned by uh, overseas? Yeah, or what? the stock exchanges in London and New York, like, need the stock exchange in Hong Kong to be happening for their access to Asia. Okay, and so they need... The, they need Hong Kong to remain uh, global, globalized, liberal, and not be under the economic control of the party. And so yeah, they. The more China so, cracks down in Hong Kong, the more China has economic control over Asia and the global financial situation. And the whole deal with China that they make all the shit already. And they've been prevented from, like, you know, they bought all the debt or whatever. Mm. But that, like, economically and politically balances out because they just own the debt. They don't own the financial institutions. <laughs> no? But if they own the debt and major financial institutions, then there would be no fucking around with the idea that China is actually in charge of Earth. And um, they'd clearly be, like, the most powerful country in the world. And, like, the U.S. has been trying to contain them for the longest time. And um, and before the U.S., European colonial powers were trying to contain that. And um, they're not going to be fucking contained anymore. And so we're, like, pretty much going apeshit. 
and it fits fucking it fits the bill in my mind that we would fucking drop fucking you know super polio on them or whatever the fuck you know but um Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it is either. I'm just saying, like, if you want a conspiracy theory about it, like, that's the most reasonable theory I can think of. No, I mean, you're right. This, uh, the, uh, the report from, I mean, you're right that all the pigs were dying. The, uh, the total inventory of, uh, the total inventory, oh, this is on Bloomberg. Yeah, the total inventory, the stock of livestock over there has gone down. Line goes down. Line goes way down, yeah. The rate of the tendency of the rate of swine profit to fall. Um, pigs that are missing. Wow. Yeah. So that thirty percent to seventy percent of the pigs in China went missing last year. That's more than the uh, even the low amount is more than the U.S. has produced in a, in a year. Yeah, China and, makes most of the pork. I mean, they've got. How many fucking people? They gotta eat. And it's the dominant meat over there. Okay. So that so your contention is that possibly, allegedly, potentially, with no evidence, the uh, other than common sense, the international uh, imperial forces of the United States killed off the pigs using bio warfare. Yeah. And then and are now attempting to kill off the Chinese. If we're gonna act. So if the coronavirus was made by humans, it was made by Western powers to fuck up China. And if it was made by Western powers, it was probably made by Americans because of the current trade war. It's a big if. It's a big but if. I do think they killed the pigs. I really do. <laughs> it, does, it does have the certain sort of flavor of American fuck with imperial cowboyism. Yeah, they're like, well, we're not even going to kill people, you know. We're just going to fuck up the livestock and then act like we've been fucked with people. Yeah. This is a this is a plot point in uh, David Brent's novel Earth. It, though, the most American thing about it is that they're going to turn around and say that Chinese people are dirty after they poison their pigs. Oh, that's yeah, that's already going down. That's, I mean, I would eat a bat, wouldn't you? Fucking bats look delicious. People, yeah. I don't. I guess so. Uh, so there's. So two things. One, the a, a minor plot point in the book Earth by David Brin from the late 20th century is uh, that a, a sort of a gene hacker. It's said it now, obviously. Yeah, sort of a a gene hacker group, terrorist group, distributes a virus that will kill off the most destructive species on the planet that destroys ecosystems and uh, turns everything into just like complete devastated things. Not not humans. They, they they felt like that would be, like, over the line. So they go for the second most destructive species, which is goats. And they just released a virus that would kill all goats on the planet. And that always made me feel kind of warm inside, warm and fuzzy. Uh, Did they kill all the goats? Yeah, you know how I feel about goats. Goats want to come <laughs> and eat your vegetables, break through the fence, eat your garden. So, uh, so that it's interesting. David Brin's definitely, like... DOD asset of some kind. He's like a shill for DARPA and is his has a special blog where he, I mean his blog where he talks a lot about how we should trust the deep state and uh, the in the sense oh, of that's why um, he hates okay yeah <laughs> yeah he hates the idea that goats will uh, once they become feral actually come back to the pen and try to free other goats 
anyway, that's that's just a that's a, a tangential thought. He, he he prefigures things from like any like all these like uh, national security asset sci fi writers. He prefigures things that he's heard about in his book uh, futurism talks at the NSA or whatever. Uh, and puts them in his book because then he can later claim that he predicted them. Um, but the other thing is, if if whether or not coronavirus is a man-made virus, it is a virus that's traveling. And I think it's really fascinating to see the way that international um, statism, st- states as a thing, and the gen- the state and capital behind it, try to control the motion of people in in a viral epidemiological scenario like this. So ha- have you been following at all how the uh how the vir- where people are finding outbreaks and what's happening? Um, uh no, I kind of tuned out when I looked up what it does. It's just it's it's a flu. You know, it's like the common cold and then it gets worse, and then you have the flu, and then you're sick as shit, and you gotta stay hydrated or you die, right? It gives That's you pneumonia. It may or influenza. And then it's I was not like, influenza. Oh. It's not influenza. It's a different type of virus with a different texture of epidemiology. This Maybe. is a coronavirus, which is similar to a rhinovirus, from what I understand. A cold virus. Yeah, the common cold. When the common a cold, cold and a flu are different. If, when the cold when got, starts killing people then you get fucking influenza happening. Like When the cold weakens people's immune systems and then you get, then you're, but influenza viruses, I think, are their own family of virus. I'm going to sound dumb on the record. I don't know anything about biology. Never mind. Yeah, you know, let's fucking do the research and then come back to this. We can just clip that out and then like, say like, we had that conversation and then we did the research. Hell yeah. We had that conversation <laughs> and then we did the research. Coronavirus is not an influenza virus, although both families of virus produce mild to severe respiratory symptoms and are a major public health concern. Influenza is caused by a family of viruses called Orthomyxoviridae. This large and obtuse word is Greek, and it translates into the much more reasonable name straight mucus virus. Coronaviruses are a different family of virus and they are named for their cute little halo of peppermers, which can be seen under an electron microscope. Influenza is best known for killing 3-5% to 5% of the world during World War I. The Spanish flu is uh, the reason for the panic, essentially, when it comes to coronaviruses, because they're also a respiratory disease, they're also spread in the same exact way through mucus droplets in the air and like touch. And um, so the Spanish flu killed between 50 and 100 million people, depending on who you ask, or 3 to 5% of them's world population. With the pandemic spreading during the First World War, newspapers were forced to suppress information concerning the disaster. But this no doubt aided the spread of the disease. Spanish flu was essentially named for this effect. Spain Spain was neutral in the war, and so Spanish newspapers reported on the full extent of the pandemic, producing the illusion that Spain was hit harder than other imperialist powers. The war is also theorized to have helped produce the pandemic, 
which killed an unusually high number of young adults. Whereas most flu outbreaks have a low mortality rate and affect the old, the very young, the pregnant, and infirm, the Spanish flu often produced an immune response called cytokine storm, which, in layman's terms, killed the shit out of the healthiest bodies. This disease almost certainly originated among Allied troops, where the mildly ill would stay at the front and the seriously ill would be grouped together in logistics hubs, creating a global super vector of transmission. Also of note is that influenza and coronaviruses are both uh, genetically made of RNA, ribonucleic acid. In contrast, the genetic material of the herpes family of viruses is composed of DNA, and retroviruses such as HIV are composed of RNA until entry into the host cell, where they are transcribed into a DNA format. Yeah, but, and it, so now that we've listened to the research, I would like to say that before the research, I was under the impression that like uh, having had the flu and having had a cold, um, there's nothing fucking hospitals gonna do for you except give you fucking saline and like wash your face while you puke or something. That's the thing. I'm not concerned about it. I'm either going to die or not die. I'm just like eating my vegetables and shit. No, no. This is about herd immunity. This is about the flow of bodies in the larger communal body. And so okay, the the hospital, from the perspective of you, yeah, the hospital is just going to sit, just going to give you a a nice, uh, uncomfortable place to feel like shit and not have to do it in your own bed. And then from the perspective of the state, you are now in the hospital. You have been listed, tagged, you've been registered, you've been quarantined, you're controlled, and they can decide whether or not you get on a plane and go to Finland or whatever. And from the perspective of the virus, all it wants to do is get on one plane. It just wants to get on a plane. And then all it has to do is get on an international flight, and then it is free. It has escaped the nation state, and the nation state's control. And and like the guys at the end of the Ocean's Eleven... Or the ladies at the end of Ocean's 8, to be fair, will just vanish into the world, disperse, and become the, the everyone. So, like, there's probably a lot of modeling to do to show about, like, I'm really fascinated by the politics of bodyhood. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, like, the way the state tries to be a body is really interesting to me. And it has everything to do with how they treat the human bodies that comprise the citizenry of the state. Um, Like, according to the state, there are citizens, there are foreigners, and then there are, like, subhumans. And, like, the subhumans are literally anyone who does not have a driver's license or a social security card. And the foreigners are, like, food or something. The foreigners are people who have somebody else's social security card from a different body. No, they're in a different nation state, right? Oh, I see. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, got the it. The only plausible way the state can interact with them is by absorbing them into it and then making them a citizen. Or t- shitting them out again in some way, keeping track of yeah. them and, and not ca- carrying them forever, like chewing like gum in impacted in your bowel. Or like in America, you can like have this constantly like suffering uh sub person you know sub citizen class like uh anyway that you like deny as part of yourself but is like a fundamental part of your microecology or whatever 
but uh, the uh, the idea of what comprises a body, though, like when, like what I was saying about like my like I read about the flu, right? And the flu is going through the world, or the coronavirus, or whatever, because we have to make it sound scary. The state wants to make it sound scary so that its body parts. Do this not is pull. this is kind of scary. This is like a this is uh, a SARS was a coronavirus, okay? Just for yeah. the record, they okay. also made SARS sound scarier than it was. All right, I am more likely to get hit by a car, man. Fair enough. Uh, well, I unclear, but yeah, you know, I smoke cigarettes. I don't give a fuck about SARS. Like, I don't. I'm more likely to get food poisoning. I'm more likely to fucking. I don't know, like, like how many Americans are fucking in prison right now, and we're worried about SARS? Like, yeah, it's a clear and obvious danger, but also like, it's made more clear and more obvious because uh, this is the same shit with the Hong Kong, like the, the the people who want to liberate Hong Kong or whatever, and it's like, sure, you want to liberate Hong Kong, you know what I want to liberate? <laughs> like, so much more than Hong Kong. <laughs> this this uh this body without organs can fit so many desires to liberate and deterritorialize within it. Slaps top of body without organs. And, and so like the way the virus <laughs> spreads is super fucking interesting for exposing the the like it'll grow and then it'll stop growing at a nation state boundary. But, um, so the the the, vi- the how the, the states. Maybe the states will slow down the spread of the virus. Maybe the states will not. You know, maybe they'll advance it. Like maybe they'll send people on certain planes and not others. Yeah, like if we didn't have nation states, maybe we wouldn't have cities. And if we didn't have cities, maybe we wouldn't get viruses like this. Uh, we would have cities. Don't be foolish. Cities far predate nation states. Cities predate states as such. Uh, eh, depends on how you call a city. Uh, uh, cities go really far back, you know? And, like, the state as, like, the guy that has the grain, like, the feudalism energy is way different than the nation state. And the, like, paying, pay, if you, I, whether you're going to take tri- um, states back as far as paying tribute or not uh, kind of defines whether there's all the cities. But cities definitely go as far back. As you can. Uh, I, take the, I guess I take the state in the necrocratic sense, starting with granddad and extending to the guy with all the fucking grain going into the city building imperial bullshit. Right. The state as the ghost of our uh, mean old grannies yeah, like the, over us. The state is like the ideology of any ruling class. I'm not sure that that's what the state is, but go on. Go on. That's what the state is according to Marxism. The ideology of a ruling class is the state. Like, if it, it, if there was not a ruling class, there is no state. And if there is a state, then there's a class of people that run that state, and they have an ideology of how that is done. And they uh, enforce it through violence, and they enforce it through the reproductive format. You know? So, like, the way you reproduce your society, the way you produce things, and the way you produce people... And the way you prevent other things and other people from preventing that reproduction mm-hmm. is formatted by an ideology that is deeply ingrained by this own process. And that's why it changes on an evolutionary iterative scale. 
and that's why it's weirdly body-like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, all right, I'm done with this state. So, all of this, if, I'm not saying as like this is facts. I'm saying like if you poke it, it's kind of squishy. Is that no, kind but of I, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's an um, an organismic concept. The I want I want to point out that last night I broke a piece of my tooth off while nice. biting my fingernail. Nice. Think about that. That doesn't fucking make sense. Fingernails and teeth are kind of made out of the same shit, but fingernails are inherently weaker because you can bite one with the other almost all the time. But sometimes the edge of my eye tooth snips off right where it's all thin and crispy at the that sharp front edge on the bottom side. Terrifying, like a nightmare. You know when you have a nightmare and your teeth are all falling out? I thought it was going to be one of those, but it was just this one little piece of tooth. And in the same way, the state is constantly attempting to maintain all of its parts as like coherent parts of its whole under its control. But suddenly both the fingernail and the tooth were no longer part of me and I didn't know what to do with them. And I couldn't, for some reason I couldn't make them go back on, but I also it didn't want to throw them away. I wanted them to remain part of my state. Yeah. <laughs> you should have arrested them. Instead, uh, yes, I detained them in a little jar. You put the shitty fucking refugee camp fucking in uh yeah whatever weird bell jar happened to be in hand. When you're in the moment and you hate your fucking self for being a body, then you know, you have a much harsher consideration than uh later when you're laughing at the disgusting sound of your own voice. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's much it's interesting how it is to be like creating an official record of yourself. That's hilarious. We gotta find the fucking We gotta find some marks talking about accelerationism, man. Alright. Um History moves. And if you want it to go someplace, you have to apply a force. You have to accelerate history in some way. Yeah, uh, the the whole dialectics exercise didn't make sense to me until we did the Darwin and Marx connection, uh, because it the whole it's so it's so enlightenment. It's the idea of progress or of like acceleration or of the there being an arc to history is kind of bullshit, um, and that. And which is why accelerationist liberal like uh, reason and humanism types. What were we calling them? Humors, <laughs> human humanists, humors. Uh, they that the humor argument is. I don't. Wait, is it's humor? I can't say that on the radio. Humor. Humor. It just sounds wrong humor. once I started saying it. It was funny yeah. in text. Okay, humor. Okay, Homer. Well, that's the idea, though, is that, like, yeah. humanism sounds so wonderful that you want to, if you're going to talk shit about it, you have to turn it into something horrible. Yeah, exactly. Like, so the, like hands are kind of beautiful sometimes, but if your hand is just, like, extended until it's a foot, and then you <laughs> keep extending it, then it's like a horse leg or something with little maggots uh-huh. sticking out of the end of it. That's a Homer. <laughs> 
Well, be all you can be, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, the essential, like, humor, humorism, this, this, like, this take of that there is a rational, uh, liberal project that is being worked on by generation after generation of people is so in, so counter to what we actually know about the way that the world is now. I think it's an artifact, and I think the dialectic materialism actually has a chance of surviving into a cybernetic um, or like ecological understanding of the world, which is the age we're moving into. Like, I don't think that the, uh, just like feudalism couldn't really survive um, the transition into capitalism, I don't, without being like eaten and worn by it and the ideas of the scientific ideas of the time, I haven't lost my sentence. This is it not a sentence? Yeah, I think one thing like, like the aesthetics of acceleration, like you have a politics, right? And then you make an aesthetics of that politics and that aesthetics is bullshit. It's garbage and it's the opposite of everything that politics stood for. And that's how you wind up with fascism and like with the excel like historical progress right the idea of historical progress is this horribly toxic idea but like just like most industry is toxic in the literal sense yeah. good ideas are also toxic and you can use them to do bad things and um the idea of progress of history allows this idea of like an aesthetics of acceleration and like force for pure force and like move fast and break things. You yeah. Know? The orig- Italian futurism, the early, like, yeah. like car go fast, go zoom, go smash thing. Yeah. And like the only thing, everybody like, wearing track suits all the time. To quote, <laughs> can I quote Marx for a second? Just Please. to like, yeah. But in general, the protective system of our day is conservative while the free trade system is destructive. It breaks up old nationalities and pushes the antagonism of the proletariat and the bourgeoisie to the extreme point. In a word, the free trade system hastens the social revolution. It is in this revolutionary sense alone, gentlemen, that I vote in favor of trade. The Hillary Clintons of the world are so fucking stupid and ineffective that you'd rather have them than uh, a more, like, uh, tightly gripped local power. Yeah. You know? You don't yeah, want I, power attached to culture because it makes it more powerful and it's only going to do stupid shit. So you want to completely disembody it. <laughs> like we win in the disembodied realm because our ideas are better, you know? A necrocracy is harder to kill too. Yeah. The, well, yeah, that's, the, that's, yeah. The, the, the idea- state from granddad is what we're trying to do. Even if granddad is Bernie. Whom we support. <laughs> uh, we technically, in the in the same sense as a supportive undergarment. Okay, maybe the best way to put it is we acknowledge that he would be better. I personally, I personally, speak in favor of him, but only when I'm talking to people who vote, uh, because I think they need to. Un- that if they're people who legitimately think that they're going to have a chance to change history by voting now, then they need to be educated on a lot of things. And talking about uh, the one candidate who talks about those things is useful. And all of this has to do with coronavirus in the sense of... Uh, 
about what, Max? In the sense that uh, the state as a body and capital as a body uh, with, that uses us as its muscular cells it wants oh. to control and maintain borders and, and yeah. ports, okay. right? Can you vote for coronavirus, Max? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Lots of people did last year, uh, time around. Yeah. The, the idea of a networked insurgency is being bandied about again in context of Bernie, just yeah. as it was in the context of Donald Trump. The lynch system of capital yeah. is where we want to be. We need to be up in the fucking lymph system, blocking it up and fucking things up. Yeah, so the, the way that podcasters and Twitter lunatics have recently destroyed multiple primary candidates is not by attacking their followers, because the K-Hive was strong. The people that supported Kamala Harris, that is, uh, for all of our yeah. listeners uh, that don't live in America or on Earth. But we, the, the K-Hive was a strong crowd of, of cargo cult people doing a fucking like tribal identification thing, just like the Bernie people are, or the Yang people, or some of the others. But they explicitly said that her in the in the expose about how her campaign shut down was they that some of the younger people in the crowd had gotten their minds addled by crazy progressives on Twitter. And that's exactly what crazy progressives on Twitter were trying to do, so to speak. Uh yeah addle, addle addle the their minds. young folks and demonize that poor woman who just was doing her best when she fucking arrested people for fucking their kids skipping school and refused to release people who'd been fucking arrested on weed after it was legalized and all this other yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, duh, nobody wants to fucking vote for a cop. And it only takes, like, someone pointing out that you're voting for a cop when people are like, oh shit, I'm not going to vote for a cop. But God forbid those fucking progressives poison your mind with that anti cop. Pro Russia, something, something, something. I've long said there's nothing wrong right. with Russia. What? I said I've long said that there's nothing wrong with Russia. They love to buy ads in spectrogram format. Is what I've heard. I mean, if Russia wants to buy ads on our spectrogram, they can, but uh, they're not doing it. I'm not out here defending Putin. I'm totally done with this idea that there's this fucked up fascist creep coming out of the Putin KGB or fucking connection. But yeah. um, the Dugan shit is like a totally real thing. Uh, I'm not really done with this idea that like uh, Putin's responsible for how shitty of a campaign that Hillary Clinton ran and uh, the resurgence of people fucking actually well, the- trying to get something out of the neoliberal collapse. Yeah, that's the thing. Is the the as as the body, the immune system is breaking down due to the inherent contradictions of the productive forces. The 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 um, ability of the lymph system of the United States has been weakened from multiple directions, and so lots of things are trying to get in there now. So a an attack from the left on the genuinely like bad positions of uh, Hillary Clinton at that time was corresponded with 
an attack from the right on the Republican Party and an attack just generally on everyone from oligarchic like uh, powers that want to bring back feudalism and imperialism and weird fucked up crazy uh, like Nazi like deep magic shit that has no place in the 21st century. It's just an aesthetic though. It's not an aesthetic for those people, man. I know fucking deep magic people. It ruins your brain. Well, that's what I mean by an aesthetic. Like, um, <laughs> it's like whereas it's like this systematic theory of how the world works, and like this idea that we can build this politics to produce a better world, on like coming out of like the tradition of like anarchism, Marxism, communism, socialism. They sort of all have that in common, right? This like, well, I personally am a Spartan is like this bizarre fucking sexual pathology that like just needs to surround itself in this in aesthetically pleasing things because at heart it makes no fucking sense. And that is that's the that's the definition of brain worms in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's just it's literally just like pretty pictures. It's like it's like uh, having your political philosophy be the Avengers. Yeah. So so that's two. There are multiple different kinds of uh, coronaviruses of the state that are trying to invade each other. These like networked insurgencies that are sort of erupting within the structural fabric of uh, of governments around the world as the like technological basis of our society changes and so the material conditions like ramify out through our social and cultural ideologies and then and one of those is that there's an electoral system going on in this country that is, in which a networked insurgency has like merged behind one dude not to be descended from him but to lift him up as the one that can get in the spot and stick him in the spot and turn the key and they think that that's going to bring down hope and change, and it's just probably not going to, structurally speaking. But it is creating, a, it's like aligning all these muscle fibers of capital in a different direction, where it's not of capital. And it, we are like merging off of the body if we combine into like a socialist body worldwide. Of some in the sort. same way, like, there's the, as far as things that viruses do, viruses produce a stronger immune system in many ways, you know, like the Bernie I'm virus echinacea tea right now, the Bernie virus will come through and make a stronger America that will then just crush future attempts to make a better world. You know, like Jim Carter, Jimmy Carter is widely renowned as one of the lamest presidents. And everyone's like, Oh, he was a nice guy. That's why he was a lame president. He was such a nice guy. And, like, we don't need none of that shit. We don't need, like, <laughs> after Jimmy Carter, that was the end of the left in America. Like, from the New Deal to Carter was this decline, and Carter was the official end of it. And then you have Reagan, and then you have Clinton, and then you have Bush. Like, how many fucking people died because Jimmy Carter didn't just fucking kill his enemies? You know? Um uh, <laughs> Like, when the virus gets a hold of the fucking body, it has to, like, get itself into the DNA of the fucking body. It has to, like, get all the way in, and it has to stay, or it is not, you know, or else it's a failure. Because you can only, you only get one shot, you know? Like, 
the Bernie people have to realize they got to get in. They got to completely annihilate both parties. They have to restructure the entirety of American governance. And then maybe they can start building a fucking universal healthcare system. Like, like, but that's like, there's no stopping at that point. Like the train has hit the fucking wall. The tracks are over. It was not a tunnel. It was the side of the fucking mountain. And like, (laughs) you have to fucking, I just like, I don't know. This is the worst metaphor I've made ever. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how the virus became the mountain or which thing was the body. I don't know fucking either. But the point is Bernie Sanders is nothing. The Bernie, the, the people behind him are what's important. And the people behind him, the only thing they can get out of this is embedding themselves into the system and uh, making big structural change, right? That's like their whole fucking thing. But like, in my mind, the best big structural change that could come out of it is killing the body. Like, kill it as a body. That Remove is also it. the... But the the success and failure zone of a virus is like when you've, if you kill them, maybe the metaphor uh, falls apart. Because if you kill America, you don't kill everyone within it. You just turn them into a new body. That's the thing. You're you're uh, you're against having a whole body at all. Um, I would be fine with just like becoming being like a cordyceps fungus within America and just like exploding out of its head, making it walk around like a zombie. Uh, right. But the idea is that the virus gets in there and redefines the body. Yeah. Like the idea that like the virus makes the body sick and then goes away is what keeps fucking happening. And like, if, if it's just contained in the antibodies, you know, if it's yeah, yeah. the Bernie Sanders thing, just becomes like Republican talking points in four years, then fuck it. It's useless. Right. You know? right. But if the Bernie Sanders thing like becomes like I get a check from the government every month, that's cool. If the Bernie Sanders thing becomes like shitloads of people get out of prison, that's cool. But like uh, there's like definitive wins and definitive losses in that sense, you know? Like get everybody out of fucking prison and then give them a vote, you start to make some fucking changes. Yeah, you change the the politic of the body by changing the statistical function of who's being allowed to make decisions in that particular yeah, instance. Yeah, by changing the mechanisms of the class structure, specifically. If prisoners can vote, they have a completely different uh, status in society. Yeah. That is like an actual material change in their conditions, you know? Is that a sort of thing that a president can do? No, but he can help it along. You know, you'd, you'd need like a super majority or something. You know, you'd need a fucking army to put down the legions of dipshit cops that would try to prevent that from happening. But like, right. it's been done before, you know. They burned Atlanta. We can burn Atlanta again whenever the fuck we feel like it. And this time it's even easier because like before you've had all the fucking, you know, the whole South was like unified against whatever. We have all the cities now. We can do whatever the fuck we want. These motherfuckers think that their fucking rifles are going to stop drones. It's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you have the state, you don't have to worry about these people. We literally have fucking Skynet. Like, that's what the fucking Bernie people should be thinking about. 
get a hold of fucking Skynet, use it to kill your enemies. That's like victory. That's right. Uh, it, it has that to be. It's half an hour, man. We've got to. Yeah, and we did. We did. We, we talked about the. Uh, I wait. I do have. A, I have a final thought. We got. Uh, coronavirus slipping out in all directions from China on planes. We got the ideas of revolutionary socialism of various flavors spreading across vectors that cannot be seen within and without of various state bodies. Mm. The the internet is like this uh, is like this viral propagation thing. And essentially, there's there's a kind of virus that lives in your spine, transforms your body so that your body pr produces it more of it every so often based on complex triggers and timelines. It never leaves you. And at the same time, uh, um, rewrites your DNA to, to hide itself within your body. And it's called herpes. We have to become herpes. Hear that? Not me, us. Not, <laughs> Not us. me, us. Herpes, herpes 2020. <laughs> Epstein Barr, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that that was a segment on coronavirus and Bernie Sanders and the Epstein Barr virus. Or you just president. threw that. You just threw that in at the end because you like that word and it's a callback. Epstein Barr virus is herpes. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, shit. It's a type of herpes that is the cause yes. of mono. Ep it's mono. I remember now. We did an oh, episode yeah, yeah, on yeah, this yeah, yeah. early on. It is a type of herpes virus, and it is mo mononucleosis, the kissing disease, also and known as Epstein-Barr virus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's going at the end. <laughs> See? <laughs> This is the episode where we explain the origin of the Epstein-Barr virus and why I should run for president. <laughs> uh, not, not, not me, us. Mononucleosis, uh, 2020. Us. Mono 2020 is going to be a sticker that's going to be available in our app store for virtual reality that you can stick on everything you see so that you see nothing else other than Mono 2020 campaign ad <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our app store yes. you can find it by tattooing biocosm.xyz on uh, your your left leg near the butt 